Hello, welcome to Lunar Living. We are two sisters sharing our journey of life and motherhood. Join us as we explore our spiritual roots, tuning in with our bodies and the pulse of nature's intelligence. Let's get real with it as we laugh, cry, and grow through this life together. We are your co-hosts, Sarai Irie and Jordan Ariel. All right. Hello, hello. Hello, everybody. Good day to you. Happy new moon, Hodesh Tov. Mm, Yes, definitely feeling that turning inward energy the past few days and today. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I feel the inward energy quite yet, but I think by becoming aware of it, I mean, that's that's the funny thing about like the spiritual energy of the month or whatever the thing is, is sometimes you feel it and you're like, oh yeah, that's definitely what's mm-hmm. going on. And other times, for me anyway, it's, these things are just a reminder of like taking time to turn inward. So maybe I'm not feeling very inward, but I am like, Oh, Hey, you know, Mm -hmm. well, I'm here to remind you. It's the new moon right now. (laughs) Thank you, sir. Universe (laughs) brought me to you. Um, or brought us together anyways. Um, yeah, man, I just have been feeling very like sensitive and, not like a very like ba 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 type of energy. I just drank some coffee though, so I'm feeling like a little more energized. And also, I'm really excited to talk to you because uh, it's been a week. Has it been a week? I, yeah, I yeah. So. May have had a text here and there, or a little phone call, but we haven't had like a in depth conversation since last podcast. Hmm. Yeah, I'm feeling like a, what I've been experiencing lately is like this like heaviness on my chest, on my heart. I'm like, I can feel my heart, you know, so much. And I feel love and light and God all around me and within me. And also I am just feeling very sensitive, you know, also on my monthly bleed. So kind of at the end of it now, but um that probably adds adds and also to say um what you were talking about how like sometimes that you don't feel like the turning inward or the big energy i think that like it has to also do with like circumstances really like in your outer world and like yeah, maybe your hormone levels or like your life path. Like just because it's a new moon doesn't mean that you need to be feeling this way. It's just like, oh, you might have a tendency to feel this way. And then if you do, you're like, that's validating. Yeah. And it's beautiful to notice these patterns too. And just also we have free will. You can decide what to do with it, what to do with that information or not. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, yeah, I had a moment yesterday where I thought I felt something where I was like, I might be actually starting my cycle again (laughs) after 10 months of, you know, the twins are 10 months old and Mm -hmm. I haven't started yet, which is the same thing that happened with my first pregnancy. I didn't start until he was 10 months old. Now they're 10 months and I haven't started. And yesterday I was like, did I start? And uh, I did not. Oh. Yeah, I did well, not. So, Which I was kind of bummed about because I'm like, I'm ready to like tune into this and the, the cycles and the pulse of life and my body and see if it all syncs up with the moon now that I'm aware of it and aware of that, um, you know. <laughs> yeah, just, just becoming more aligned with like the pulses of nature and, and everything. God's beautiful world. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, but but alas, not yet. It's not my time. Yeah, I was like, I 
went back to getting my period very quickly after I had JMO. I think he was like four or five months old. And I was like, what is going on? And so I reached out to my midwives and they were like, no, you shouldn't be getting your period. And I was like, well, I am. And they're like, oh, well, I guess some people do. And I was like, uh, okay, but like, I'm not supposed to. And they were like, well, usually people don't. And I was like, so I'm not supposed to like, what's going on? <laughs> I was like, still kind of postpartum and like, oh no. But, um, but it was really cool ultimately because, um, I have since like growing this little life and experiencing that huge initiation, um, been able to connect and felt like a desire and a pull to connect with it more there's also been like times where you know my husband and I had you know had some uh, one-on-one time and I was kind of worried and I like connected with my womb and my uterus and was like open release and like I could feel the energy there like I was sending open release energy but like not like a controlling it was like just like kind of more of like a calm command and then like I got my period the next day don't know if that was like just happened to be timing and I was connecting with open release because my body was already doing that or if like my mind told my body to do that I know a lot of people like say that you know you can do those things I just it's not like abundantly clear in my personal experience yet i mean it is sometimes though i feel like that happens a lot with spiritual things spiritual happenings where um you know it it feels like it appears or it could be explained away like it can always be explained away otherwise like you know otherwise it wouldn't exist like one of my <laughs> nursing my baby and he just bit me. I'm like, <laughs> that's not nice. No biting. One of my favorite like ideas that I believe is like science is just an explanation for magic. Mm. Like oh cells, you know, blah, blah, blah. like it's like once you break it all down, it's energy and it's source energy. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have something to say too. You have something to say about that? He's like, I just came from there, so. <laughs> He's trying to eat the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at him up to it. Is that yummy? <laughs> what he has to say is, life is delicious. <laughs> yeah, I. There's actually a. Um, Jewish mystical teaching that like there will be heaven on earth when science and um, Torah are actually in a line and are proving each other and Mm -hmm. so a lot of like the Jewish spiritual community believes that we're really on that track right now and it's already like it's starting to happen. I mean, as we can see, there are a lot of things that are not very heavenly going on on Earth right now. But, um, yeah, you know, maybe we're closer. I guess I think that we're we always are. closer, always I, getting closer. Dude, I definitely think that we are. Even if I look back to like 2020 when all that crazy stuff was going on, like I feel like there are a lot more people who are like, mm, this round choosing love mm-hmm. opinions great great for you choosing love at mm-hmm. least maybe that's just my personal growth so it's being reflected back to me but like I've changed in that way and I can't be the only one who has mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I hear you I hear you and yeah you know I I, I have opinions right everybody has opinions and I feel like opinions are good, you know, as long as we're not using them as tools for hatred and darkness, Mm -hmm. you know, as long as we're using them to, like, shine light. And sometimes shining light means exposing truth. Mm -hmm. And 
I'm doing my very best right now to lean into truth and exposing truth as, you know, as what resonates with me as truth. And mm-hmm. I'm trying, I'm really tuning into that like inner compass, inner guidance. And like, am I sharing all the right things or saying all the right things or feeling all the right ways? Like, I mean, no, probably not like in every single moment, but I feel like in general, I, my intention is love and mm-hmm. light for all people. Yeah, absolutely. That is truly my intention. Like that, that truth prevails, that goodness prevails, that light prevails. And I know that there is truth and there is goodness and there is light within every people. Exactly. And everybody, I I think for the most part, like that we're good and that we are trying to like stand in that goodness and stand in that truth. And one person might be having this experience where they're standing in their truth and it doesn't align with your truth. So it triggers you. But like, um, I think that the biggest like, um, exercise, like it's like causing me like strain, but also like growth is seeing this and just being like, okay, like that's meant to trigger me because it doesn't really align with me, but like, I don't need to go and like try and prove this person who has this set opinion to believe the, you know, believe what I believe based on the information and the life and the soul path that I chose to come here and have like all that my responsibility is is to walk my walk and be who I am and like the most important is the intention behind what you do and so I think the only way that really can be like quote like go wrong with it but even that I'm like is contributing to growth in some way because those people are acting in the way that they are feeling they're like compulsed to react in that way at that time but it's on their path I I just believe that like all is light in in the end all will be light and right now we're having this experience of all this complexity and texture and stuff um but Yeah, I think that with that texture, there are things that are, like, less light. Like, there's the idea that, like, God created the absence of himself so that he could be experienced. And so there are, like, places where there is the absence of God. It's only not... I don't know if this is the perfect wording, but it's only there so that, like, you can go, oh, I see the light, like, shining off this. And even, like, people will be, like, in that darkness, but, like, they still, I don't, I don't know, (laughs) maybe, like, you know, you know. I do, I do, yeah. I think everyone's trying to connect with that light. And sometimes darkness is like sneaky and it seems like light, but really it's like just like darkness wearing like a shimmery suit or something, you know? And I feel like that's like what the media often will like make people so that they're not in light, that they're not basking in the light, that they're in darkness. Yeah. Or it's like, this is coming through right now, but... Or maybe it's like a buzzing fluorescent light that's like artificially (laughs) created as like they're, you know, as opposed to the sunlight or something. That's just take what you will of that. Um, (laughs) But it actually this conversation, I love how we just like naturally ended up here because it makes me want to talk about this month. Mm -hmm. 
this month in um, the Hebrew calendar that begins today-ish is um, it is Kislev Kislev so Rosh Hodesh is a holiday right yeah Rosh Hodesh Rosh Rosh Hodesh is a holiday so every month yeah. yeah we just basically I think there are more holiday days than not holiday days in the Jewish tradition. Just kidding. We like to celebrate. (laughs) We like to celebrate. (laughs) Um, That's what we're here to do. But, yeah, so it's Kislev right now, which is the darkest month of the year. So This month, not last month? This month is... Last month was the darkest month of the year. Well... Right? Isn't that what you just said? Uh, er, er, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that this month has like winter solstice in it. Oh, okay. So last I'm month <laughs> there was a lot of darkness. It was know, the, the last it. last month. Things were getting darker, right? Like days yeah. were nights were getting longer, days were getting shorter, and I, I if I'm not mistaken, this month we hit the peak of that with the winter solstice and Mm -hmm. in our tradition this month is all about light okay cool phew (laughs) (laughs) i was like i can't have another dark month last month was so freaking hard yeah here's the teaching and i'm like nope you're like pretty sure you're wrong i reject it no that's not, that's not oh what it is. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. <laughs> so, but coming back to what we were talking about, um, the darkness, the darkest month of the year is when the greatest light is revealed. And that is, mm. you know, the, the light shines brightest against the contrast of the darkness. You know, where when you go somewhere where there's no light pollution, where mm-hmm. everything is just you know, dark. The stars shine so brightly. Wow. That is a beautiful way to put it. Even to put it in terms of, like, not dark and light, um, like, there's this quote that's, like, the flower that blooms in adversity is the most beautiful of them all. Is that from Mulan? <laughs> I think it might be. I was gonna say like Ralph Waldo Emerson or I'm something. Like, it's like probably that. not from Mulan. Disney probably took that from Dash Mulan. Else. Mulan's dad, I think, says that. Oh yeah. Oh, you know what? I think it might be from Mulan. That movie really like moves me on a deep level. Yeah. I know. I know some of y'all like hate on Disney because capitalism and all that, but like. Disney I love Disney movies I'm like it's all interwoven too like if you're looking for the bad in something you'll find it Mm -hmm. if you're looking for the good in something you'll find it yeah I mean it's a huge massive corporation that's full of a lot of different people a lot of different artists so I could imagine you know like how we're talking about within whole groups of people different like groups of people that there are you know good and not so good like Mm -hmm. people also, I would say the same goes for, you know, big businesses, corporations, yeah. like businesses. Like, we are the people who work for these businesses. Mm-hmm. I mean, not me, but. Yeah. <laughs> it would be cool, no, though, but. like, to think about, like, I'm like, I would have been so honored to have worked on Moana. Like, mm-hmm. that movie, are you kidding me? It's so good. Like, tearing up thinking about I it. I know. I'm watching you tearing up. Sarai. I love Moana so much. It's so, like. Yes, the surface level of it, but it's not even a, it's not, you can't even call that a surface level movie. It's so poetic. Like, oh my gosh. Okay. That reminds me of how much I love Pocahontas. And there was, (laughs) (laughs) there was, I remember there was this like moment when like, um, the presidential debates were going on, like where, um, it was, it must've been like, the year that Trump was elected where 
Sip water. Anyway, so the year that Trump was elected, I mean, I was so not on top of following politics and whatever. I, yeah. I was just hearing a bunch of stuff and I was like, whoa, this is all really overwhelming. At that time, I um, was like, I have no idea. I want to get donuts after work. Like, <laughs> but anyway, I do remember hearing like that he was calling this other politician. Don't even know what her name was. That's how educated I am about this. But he was calling her Pocahontas because she was like claiming to be some part Native American or whatever. But he was like, all right, Pocahontas, as if it was like an insult. Like he's like he was he was trying to like dumb her down or something. Yeah. And he said that. And I was like, I fucking love Pocahontas. Who is this lady? (laughs) And go vote for her. Yeah. That's awesome. Anyway, just a little, little tidbit. But seriously, there are some really good songs in that movie with some really good messages. And I don't know. I mean, like, I've heard okay, that some it, people are offended by it. Because it doesn't follow the actual story. And I, I understand that, like, because you want to respect the actual story of what happened and like the actual culture and the actual Native American people and their heritage. Yeah, and like what actually happened to Pocahontas was super fucked up. Like, it's like insane. Like, I'm I'm not completely positive about it, but I think that her father, in in a like strive for peace, married her off to John Smith, and like. Then they took her overseas and, like, killed all of her tribe. Pretty sure that's, like, the real story. But I'm not positive. Don't, like, come after me. I don't know. But, like, yeah. Anyways, but the movie... Well, you know what I have to say? ...is, like, an inspiring, I guess, maybe, like, blossom that could come from her legacy. I mean, maybe. And I'm, I'm really just going off on a philosophical weird spiritual limb over here but maybe in some way her spirit came back like through that movie to elevate the native americans in Mm -hmm. like the eye of the public and to get their beautiful message across of like honoring the earth and Mm -hmm. you know that movie actually really did change my perspective and I feel like shape who I am like colors of the wind like you won't catch me not crying to that song oh my ever gosh. ever ever it's it literally changed my life I would listen to it on repeat as a little girl and like it's like I couldn't like really like like comprehend it but I felt it and I knew it in my soul but I know every rock and tree and creature has a life has a spirit has a name yeah it's every every lyric of that every lyric of that song but it's it's just like I find myself in moments like that comes up as like an affirmation Mm -hmm. to me in my life where I'm like all you know, when I'm out in nature, sometimes I just remind myself that every rock and tree and creature has a life, has a spirit, has a name, and mm. I feel more connected to it. And I feel like I want to protect it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thank, you, thank you, Pocahontas. Yeah. All of your suffering was you. not for nothing. You delivered a message. And have shaped so many lives. I know that this goes beyond just us two. Um, yeah. And here we are, like, you know. I've on, yeah, on native land, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, it is a call for all land to be honored. There's also a quote from that song where it's like, um. You think you own whatever land you land on. The earth is not a dead thing you can claim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the oh, line that's right, before. <laughs> right yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's yeah. True. So it's, yeah. And there is, like, seriously such a callback to that. When I hear about people, like, going back into the land or, like, I met this lady. She came into my restaurant, and she has a farm in Costa Rica. And it's just visiting for, like, a couple days and I was in awe. I was like, wow, like you must feel so 
free. And she had this energy about her where she was like, just a, like, she was just a part of the earth. She wasn't like a part of this like constructed, like society mind, you know? So many of us are being called. So many of us are being called back to the earth right now. Yeah. I mean, and that's a lot of women I know. A lot of women I know, but men too. Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah. I'm sure non-binary folk are, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. What all, like all the people. Like the beings. people are, we are all being drawn. Dude, I feel like humanity has recently had a breakthrough where we're like, wait, what? Like, what? <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. oh, we're not supposed to, like, be buying our food from a fluorescently lit Walmart, you know? And everyone's, like, like the inner truth, the inner knowing our ancestors are all, like, you know, raising their voices to us. And we're, like, OMG, like, I'm, like, must heed to the call. Yeah. And that's part of why we're even having these conversations and starting this podcast up. Yeah. So we're... We're we're part of this the germination of the seeds that's going on right now, which also remains re- relates to the time of the month to mm-hmm. kiss love, and you know it's we're in this germination time where you know it's the dark time, like that's where seeds uh, germinate. That's where you dark. know in the dark yeah. underneath the soil. Who. I have so much hope for the future. (laughs) I literally am like kind of like like in this darkness, a like little slash maybe not so little part of me is like, yay, renaissance. Like we're gonna the like we're having a breakthrough. Yeah. I not like I think that bad things happening is good. Right. Yeah. You you know. Disclaimer, like also suffering when I see suffering. There, yeah, very there's much. awful, awful, awful things happening in the world right now. Many, many people suffering and dying, and it's yeah. not okay. And we do not think it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. <sighs> With all that said, in this time of darkness, there is great potential for growth. You know, my friend who is um, a science major... And, you know, she's a teacher was telling me that when when seeds germinate, there's actually a spark of light. Also, did you know that there's a spark of light when the sperm enters the egg? Back to mm. science and spirituality, just yeah, like intertwining, proving each other. I mean, seriously, yeah, I feel like... You should, like, before we know it, you're going to be able to crack open a science book and it's going to be like, God exists. And here's the <laughs> proof. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or whatever your name is, whatever your word is. I mean, the eternal source. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever works for you, really. We're all talking about the same thing. This thing that we know, this higher power really Mm -hmm. to me that's but also inner power yes and yeah to me that's god yeah there are many i'm i don't really know exactly the what every single one means um i kind of just use what feels like aligned for me in the moment like sometimes Mm -hmm. I do and it kind of depends on my crowd too if I say the universe or source because like I don't feel like I'm being disrespectful I feel like I'm getting through to people yeah you know and I I, yeah anyways go ahead go ahead oh it's okay (laughs) I I to add on to that I feel like with an infinite God like if God is in finite Mm -hmm. That means that, like, God can't be contained Mm -hmm. into, like, one singular way. And I believe, this is my personal beliefs, that that God has a different way of reaching out to different people Mm -hmm. in ways that they will understand. And that's, like, why 
all of the religions of the world exist. And I know there's a lot of people who would disagree with me on that, but that's my personal beliefs. You know, my personal belief is... You're so (laughs) (laughs) open-minded. No, but I I do completely agree with that. You know, I mean, I I definitely... like, like someone literally was born into like a different lifestyle, like just a different life. Like their soul, I believe that our souls choose to be here also. Their soul chose to be here and incarnate into this life to be wrong you know i'm like no i think that everyone's like truth in their connection is like their lived truth in their lived connection mm-hmm. like it's all maybe real. some people did come to be wrong too though to experience yeah. what it feels like oh true to be wrong no yeah. i don't know i mean or to wake up people yeah. like like true evil i think is there to wake up like i know that like when I have seen true evil that I like literally my inner warrior like stands up. Like I feel like a burning light in my chest. I'm like, like, you know, phone's ringing, pick up, call, call to the warrior of light inside of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So or you just are like remembering like God is with you. And mm-hmm. in those moments, like, I, wow. One of my one of my teachers has said that that like God creates situations in our life like moments of needs so that we will draw closer, mm-hmm. and and that it's it's all just a call to like lean into God more. I personally like from from my personal experience believe that I know that's true. I know that like I grew up having nightmares and like hard like kind of um you say it like I'm I don't mean psychedelic but like, oh spiritual like like I could feel negativity and stuff so much and I know that that was there to serve me because of who I am and who I need to be in this world I love that you're talking about dreams right now because that's one of the things I wanted to talk about um so one of the themes of Kislev, which honestly I have so many resources from this amazing website. Just going to shout out a little plug to um, this, this group, this um, program that has really been super helpful to me as I've been leaning more into into um, Rosh Hodesh and learning about it. And actually, they're the ones who kind of brought it to the forefront of my mind and my, like, life. And they're called At The Well. I found them because of a targeted Instagram ad. (laughs) So shout out, you know, those little little blessings of, of Instagram ads. But it's called At The Well. And it is a, um, a place, it's like a platform that encourages women to find each other and circle up and mark time by the Jewish months. Exactly what we're doing. So really this whole podcast would not even be happening at all. Um, at least it wouldn't be around this theme if it were not for At The Well, um, founded by... Uh, the beautiful Sarah Waxman. Um, so yeah, here we are marking Jewish time because of this beautiful program at thewellproject.com or you can follow them on Instagram um, at at the well. Okay, I'm just going to read this directly from the at the well moon manual because oh, it's I love gorgeous. Their, <sighs> love their stuff. We've just come through the bitterness of Heshvan. So the the spiritual of the energy of the month is dreaming. Whoa. Having witnessed such division, tragedy, pain, and suffering, emerging from this depth of despair, we gather under the new moon of Kislev, a time dedicated to celebrating the light that emerges from darkness. During this month begins the holiday of Hanukkah, a holiday celebrating the Or Haganuz, a hidden spiritual light that shines through in the darkness. 
The natural world reflects the spiritual phenomenon. After the winter solstice, the darkest day of the year, the days subtly increase in light and warmth. Each day of Hanukkah, we light one extra candle, symbolizing increasing, expanding light. So um, there's a lot in this in this moon manual about dreams and um, there's like resources for turning around like bad dreams like based on the the wisdom of our sages like whoa that actually there's like a little like ritual that you can do dude my dreams be so intense that sometimes I literally will be like please not tonight like I'll literally like pray for not dreaming because it sometimes is so intense and like it hasn't been extremely scary for a long time well maybe a long time a couple months but um yeah like sometimes it's so intense and then like I wake up and I am like feeling like this energy like sometimes like it's like a like little field um but it's not like all encompassing all around but I'll like feel like an energy like bouncing around and like one time this was a couple months ago and it was like really scary I felt like this energy this is crazy actually okay I started falling asleep and I was feeling like a buzzing throughout my whole body which I experience actually regularly um and then my baby started kind of whining and I was like okay you know I like put my hand on him or whatever then went to go back to sleep and then my husband started literally like whimpering in his sleep (laughs) like and my husband too like he doesn't like cry you know like he's not like me like he's crying out Mulan like (laughs) um and Loki, yeah. our dad, our dad cries at Disney movies. Just yeah. Like, he never cries, but, but Disney movies, they yeah. get him. Um, anyways, yeah, so I woke him up, and he was like, I just had the most crazy dream. And I'm like, dude, I, like, I knew I felt, like, this energy in here. And I was like, get up. We're, like, saging the house right now, whatever. But also when, oh, my gosh, yeah, it was just so intense. Like, when I felt that energy, too, I was, like, praying really, like, hard, like, And also, like, you know, protect us and give me whatever I need. Like, you know, surround me and surround my family and protect us. And it's yet this still happened. But even in that happening, I knew. I was like, okay, like, God gave me this experience to strengthen my resolve and to, like, even, like, strengthen Alex and I's relationship because how he, like, saw me in that moment and how much he respected my seeing was, like, it was so profound. And it was, like, three days, not three days, a week after our wedding. So it was it was really cool. So, yeah, that's just one of my, wow. <laughs> my crazy wow. experiences. But, like, lately. And what, what a way to transmute, like, that Sarai, like, alchemista yes no that's so beautiful and that's what that's what like our tradition calls us to do also is to transmute like bad dreams and to recognize that like within them like within because within everything there is a spark of Mm -hmm. divine light that like one I carry that spark so mm -hmm. no matter what the fuck kind of darkness or whatever tries to like throw at me I'm like I carry this spark this eternal spark inside of me so like I know I and I'm not saying I don't get scared like I do get scared sometimes I know this you know like there's nothing that can ever happen that will make me not know that Mm. there are even like stories I remember when I was little there was like this one Jewish story about like there was like a golem or something like this is like a mystic tale and um in the situation it wasn't like the person who is I I don't even know the story but the the guy who was experiencing this encounter um with he's called golem but I'm like Mm -hmm. oh shout out lord of the rings Mm -hmm. I know where you got that from (laughs) (laughs) anyways um 
this person, it's not like he was like cursed, you know, or anything. It was just a story about how this person was connected with God and was able to like chase off the evil. Mm hmm. Yeah, so. and overcome by just connection with, exactly. with Hashem, which actually that that's the most like popular name that you'll hear like mm-hmm. of God amongst Jewish people is Hashem um, because it's actually technically not any of the names of God. Like the, the actual names are only supposed to be used in prayer. Mm. And so everyone says like in, in the very like more religious communities, everybody says Hashem. Ha is the Shem is name. It just means the name. Mm. So it's like that. It, but I love that name. Mm. I love the, that it's the mm. name. Like there's such reverence there. Mm. There's such reverence. And it's so like, it sounds mystical. Yeah, absolutely. Because it is. It is. There's so, so much mysticism to like unpack within like our heritage um, that has like, as soon as I spent like time in Israel um, now, five years ago six um but i was there and i went to Tzfat, this like city that jordan city is like for <laughs> it's not even a, it's like made completely out of limestone at least the old city is it's such a spiritual place but you were the one who like guided me there as my, my soul sister it's my favorite place in the world i mean it's it's just so magical and it straight up is and that's kind of what like i feel like broke woke me up a little bit was being there but also like knowing that like in Judaism there is like ancient mysticism I was like oh that's like what I want to know more about Mm -hmm. because even like and this is fringe for a lot of people like if you're Jewish listening to this you might be like heck no I do not agree with this at all but this is how I personally feel if you've come this far, though, you're probably with us, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm like, you know, like the original scriptures, I'm like, cool. I'll read it and interpret it for myself. And if something in there makes me go like, oh, what? I'm like, okay, I'm literally like made in God's image. Like, so if I go, oh, what? I feel like that's what God wants me to feel like by like you learn some of them are like poems they're not poems they're like stories to me like mm-hmm. what's the moral of the story here you know so that's my experience with it and then there's all of these like really wise rabbis and stuff who share you know what they've channeled but not all of that's for me and I feel like it can some in some instances get like blown up mm-hmm. so yeah so I'm like kind of like I follow my own compass within certain parameters, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same. You know, I know we, we've had these discussions before, but for our listeners, just so you know, yeah, <laughs> we've, we're both kind of on the same page about that. It's like just remembering for me personally, like that these wise sages are wise sages. They're not God. Mm-hmm. Like they may be channeling some of like God's messages, but I feel like God has, I, I have a personal relationship with God and yeah, that God absolutely. is guiding me through scripture and also mm-hmm. through my inner knowing mm-hmm. and through like telling me in signals in my body, like this vessel that is such a gift Yeah, and, and within it, there is just, so much so much to tune into so much to unpack and just remembering and asking God always to guide me Mm, even in the external world as well like um this is all God and so um you know you're like walking down the street and you like are feeling hopeless and you don't even need to say give me a sign for hope you're just walking down the street feeling hopeless and like a butterfly flies right directly in front of you that's god being like here's a sign of hope Mm -hmm. you know and you can you can see that and take that or not but that's how 
God communicates with us. And even through this whole cement world that we've built, like, the, it's not void of, like, you know, of God. Like, earlier when we were talking, that alarm thing started going off when we were getting, like, very into talking about God's name. And I'm like, like, you were like, I feel like that happened for a reason. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was, like, not time to share all the names right now. Like, that's not... You know, that's what that's what I felt like the Mm. message that I was receiving at that time was like, whoa, 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 slow down there a second. These are really holy, special names. Like, don't just throw them all out willy nilly. Oh, here's the vocab list. Yeah. 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 Totally. Like they're powerful and they're meant to be used in Mm. powerful moments. Mm. Yeah. Agreed. Mm. I'm very like I have so much hope this month um definitely going into it and I am looking forward to Hanukkah um because I you know I always knew like the meaning of it and stuff but I am like watching the Rugrats Hanukkah with my son and I'm like wow it's so amazing that um, they had this oil, like, you know, after they won back Jerusalem, they had this oil, and um, it was only supposed to last for one night. Should we, like, share the story of Hanukkah from the beginning? Maybe. Yeah, I feel like you you guys should hear the story of Hanukkah since we're talking about yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. You more recently watched Rugrats Hanukkah, so... Yeah, I okay. She's about to tell the punchline right now, but maybe my son is obsessed with it. Like as soon as it ends, he's like, "Mama, watch it again." I'm like, "All right, all right," but I keep getting little more things out of it. And I'm like, "Honestly, you guys, you should check out the Rugrats Hanukkah. It does a pretty good job of like communicating. It's like don't yeah, don't go on there if you're gonna be like this is you know not exactly how the accents are. You know, it's like." The whole time the grandpa's like, oh, which you know, he's like, it's and so it's so cute. funny. I love the grandpa. Yeah, I love the Yiddish grandpa there. He's so funny. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> the meanie of Hanukkah. Yeah. You guys watch it. If you have kids specifically, it's like hilarious. Okay. So Sarai, <laughs> tell us the story of Hanukkah for, you know, our listeners who don't know. Okay. So. Um, the Jews were in Israel, just doing their thing, practicing. When was this? Like, um, okay, one sixty four B C E. B. Oh yeah, it's a Jewish way of saying B C. Like before, before the Common Era. Oh, oh, okay. Before right, the Common right, Era. Right, 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 right. Okay. Nice. Okay, so it was actually in Kislev, which is this month, which is why we're celebrating Hanukkah this month. Um. So uh, pretty much what happens is the the neighboring country, Greece, was, like, hanging out, doing their thing, like, you know, making sculptures and learning math and all this stuff. And that's cool. I honestly really like Greek, ancient Greek culture. Me too. But pretty much they were like, all right, we're going to go and, like, siege lands and conquer places so they went to Jerusalem, and they were like, you have to practice our religion. You have to um, wear what we wear, and you can't practice your religion. Not allowed. So um, the Jewish people were like, um, like most of them were like, okay. So they would like practice in secret, which is where like dreidel came from because they would be pretending that they were gambling. Like when the Roman soldiers would come in, or not Roman, oops. Greek. Greek soldiers yeah, would wrong come Wrong time in, in history. Yeah, wrong, <laughs> wrong time that this, uh, yeah, that was that was later. Um, but anyways, <laughs> when the Greek soldiers would come in, they would pretend they were just gambling. Um, but they were really studying Torah and keeping the faith alive. And um, so finally, like, they were, like, fed up and were, like, we need to, like, take our temple back and take our holy land back. And so... They actually, I think this is at the time they invented guerrilla warfare, the Maccabees, which were like amazing warriors. Um, And pretty much they drove out the Romans. And after they were gone, um, 
like the entire city was like destroyed and the temple was like totally torn apart and the infinite light it's called like um Megia David or something oh four 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 o'clock by the way but it's like the original menorah and it only has seven prongs but it was to be always lit and the seven prongs represent the seven days of the week but it was it's the eternal light so this light never goes out because it's literally the representation of god you know it's a symbol of of the light of god that burns eternally yes exactly so it's destroyed there's no more oil they had like a tiny tiny itty bitty scrap of oil and they're like this will last for one night but it's going to take us eight days to make more oil so they light the menorah anyways um and then they start making the oil and the light just like every time they go back to it the light is still burning and still burning and still burning and still burning until they actually had enough oil but i think that it's really beautiful that like they you know fought for what they believed in and fought to keep their faith alive and to keep their traditions and you know and that when they lit the menorah god was like yes like this light never goes out and and so it is a miracle because like literally if that happened to us we'd be like what this is a miracle you know it's not like well that's so far outside the realm of possibility but we'd be like what the heck that's a miracle and it was and it is super symbolic of like like yeah the menorah was like turned off like when when the temple got conquered but they came back and turned it back on. And as soon as they relit it, it stayed lit, even though it like literally should not have. Mm-hmm. So very symbolic and beautiful. Mm, yeah. And so that's we're we're actually supposed to light our menorahs in the window, too, as like a symbol mm. to everyone who walks by of God's light and that miracles happen miracles mean things that are beyond nature so I feel like within nature there are many things that feel and seem miraculous but the idea is that sometimes like things happen that are so special and so just like you know awe-inspiring that they actually break the laws of nature and that's what Mm -hmm. that's what that infinite creator is able to do absolutely Mm. yeah so So. when all hope seems lost remember Mm -hmm. when even like like in that instance like their light was put out their light was put out and they were like nah relighting that Mm -hmm. instantly as soon as I can because it's representation of what's going on in here. And yeah. so even if it seems like there's not enough, even mm-hmm. if it seems like there's not enough fuel for the fire of light, we still mm-hmm. we got to be the light right away, keep not later. Light alive. Yep. Yeah. Not wait. Oh, let's just wait. There's only one day's worth. Might as well just wait. Yeah. No. And there was a big discussion about that, too, <laughs> whether know. or not to light it right away or to to wait. And they decided to light it immediately. So, happy Hanukkah. Almost, yeah. What day is it? That's like in, uh, oh, it's in like it's three, in like three weeks. weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, I believe it begins on the 7th this year, but, you know, Google it, you guys. Yeah, I think it begins on the, right? Yeah, I think it begins on the 7th. So, yeah. But it's cool because, like, we have these like kind of constants um within the holidays and within our cycles of the year that like come up and just give give this wisdom talking about this month and you know Mm. having Hanukkah has been like spiritually inspiring for me like I've actually like cried watching the Red Grab (laughs) movie because I'm like, wow, like, you know, real shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So whatever background you're from, whatever your faith is or, you know, lack thereof, I, you know, yeah. whatever, like, 
just sending you so much love right now. May this time be a season where your light shines brightest, even, mm. or maybe even because of the darkness. Yeah. And, um, yeah, keep shining your light, friends. Yeah. Also, yeah, like whatever background you're from and stuff, these are just like kind of, to me, like sometimes just fun, like esoteric talks. Like we're both in interfaith marriages. So, you know, it's just whatever, you know. We're, we're opening this space for just discussion and exploration and growth and who knows I I don't know how I'm gonna feel you know a week from now but a lot of this is like deeply rooted for me you know a lot of these beliefs are things that like I've cultivated over the years of my life and Mm. there are some things that are unshakable and that are not just whatever like there are things that are like so deeply ingrained and that I just know that I just know Mm -hmm. because not not because of like you know blind faith but because of experience Mm -hmm. because some things have happened and I've experienced and I've you know been spoken to like I feel like anybody can be and but everyone has their different avenues too like I feel like I'm still on my on my journey, you know, really, like, honestly, I, yesterday, like, and I hadn't done this in forever, but, like, yesterday, I pulled tarot cards with, I, this is the way I do it, always with prayer and always to God, Mm -hmm. like, you know, and I honestly, I got really what I needed so much, and it was, like, so, like, perfect and personal and you know also in like Judaism that's like completely forbidden but like I just kept feeling called to doing it and not in a way that wasn't sitting well within me so and I I, like the more that I thought like that it came up and came up and came up I was like Okay, I feel like if I don't do this, it's just going to keep, like, bugging me till I do, you know? Is it completely forbidden? Because I, like, I I know that telling, (laughs) well, I know that, like, um, looking, like, fortune telling, like, looking to the future, like, asking for, like, answers about your future, like, not just in prayer, but, like, through, like, fortune telling things, that that is completely forbidden. But, like, is it, is it forbidden to ask for guidance in the moment? Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe. I wouldn't I'm not sure. We would need to consult a halachic. Yeah. uh, I just know that. Rabbi or something and ask them, but. Yeah, I would love to actually really do that. But I, um, I had like Googled it because like two weeks ago I was thinking about it, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, it was like, it like goes over like everything, like no form of divination. What does divination mean? I'm like, I feel like that means tarot cards, (laughs) you know, because I'm I'm not asking about my future. It's like no form of divination, no like seeking a source or no blah, blah, blah. And I actually was talking to Alex, um, my husband about this and was like, I understand why that's there completely. Because it's like, because that is taking away your like relationship with me. Like you can connect with me only you know, God. Yeah. You can like directly connect with me. But I just and and I get that and I'm like, that's so cool. But I'm just like not like I guess like I, like enlightened enough yet or something. I don't know. I don't know. I mean also like God I think that part of it is just because like it takes away from remembering like that God is ultimately like has power over like beyond Mm -hmm. anything that that could tell like for example like astrology there's a lot of like people who use astrology in Judaism it's actually like a big part of like Kabbalah and stuff like that but we're not supposed to use it to tell our future we can like this is what I've learned is Mm -hmm. that we can use like the archetypes to learn more about 
ourselves and things like that. But we have to right. always remember that God is greater than any of that. And um, there, there's actually like writings talking about um, when Abraham, you know, our the like yeah. patriarch of our people, was um, was told that um, that he would have a son he actually didn't you know he was he was in disbelief to god that he would have a son one day because it was not written in the stars like the he saw in the stars that he would not oh you know that goodness. they the the like the belief is that Abraham actually was an astrologer, that he knew he was very yeah. wise, he was very learned, and yeah, he they knew were kind of like spiritual power couple. Yeah, were like because I read about them recently too, and was like, dang, like they were like really out here, you know? Yeah, and then what they ended up finding was the yeah. oneness of God, yes. and and also that God is beyond nature, and that like that. Yes, maybe our like that our stories are written in the stars, but I'm God can change stars. it. Yeah. God's beyond that. Yeah. God can do anything, and so like falling yeah. into like reading your future and learning stuff like that. That it's actually like how it's, can it's futile? Yeah, almost, because right. it like God can change it, and right. it. I don't and know. Also, I can see like, it being dangerous. I feel like us being made. Yes, definitely. Because I feel like there's like a dark energy to like there's like dark magic I'm definitely a light worker you know just in how I walk through life but um things being written in the stars I feel like sometimes God writes things in the stars that isn't true so that you can be like oh wait uh no uh-huh. fuck no no you know like remember one time actually I I did like a tarot reading and I wasn't feeling very aligned and it was like bad like it was really bad and was like your life is gonna be sucky af and I was (laughs) like oh my gosh but instantly when I saw those cards I was like oh my gosh like God is like stop this (laughs) like slapping my hand like you know like come on and like I didn't feel like oh my gosh I'm doomed now I was like I shouldn't have pulled those cards when I wasn't feeling aligned and connected, you know? And it actually warded me away from doing it for, like, years, you know? Um, And I also was like, hmm. Like, it, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, call to the light. Like, darkness, call to the light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel that, feel it, feel it, feel it, feel it so much. I love this. I feel like <laughs> I do too. This is this is so fun. Thank you for doing this with me, Sarai. Thank you. Thank you for doing this with me as well. And you're welcome. And I'm really grateful that we have this to do with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah little tiny just tidbit for you like you were the first person um when I did like have that breakthrough and I came back from Israel that I was like oh yeah we're we're soulmates (laughs) like the first person that I was like for sure for sure soulmate right there Mm. so it's only right you know that we're doing this together and thank you for guiding me through life and being my friend and my family and everything in between. (laughs) Thank you. I receive that in gratitude. And like, I feel exactly the same way about you. (laughs) Uh, I love that. It's like a big thank you, and you're like, also, same. Yes, I know. Well, I'm I'm like practicing not just being like, no, you or like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like I'm, you know, taking it in, receive it, and then also, you know, share that. I oh my gosh, I, I could talk same, to man, you I feel forever. The same. I'm like, oh, that reminds me of when Alex proposed. <laughs> Save it for next week. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, because we we could talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. We will after this probably. Yeah, we will. But um I think that that's enough for today and you know, mm. thank you guys for joining us here on this journey and mm. welcome to Kislev. Welcome to Kislev. I think we've got Get like, cozy, yeah. enjoy your dreams, maybe do some dream journaling, mm-hmm. interpret them, lean into that. Like lean yeah, into even like astral project if you feel like it. Right. You know, you know if you're like want to do that today, just go for it. Whatever you, know, you feel some, called to. Do some do some lucid dreaming. Whatever. Yes, that's <laughs> what I meant. Lucid dreaming, not astral projecting. <laughs> what is astral projecting? Astral project is when your soul leaves your body oh. while you're and you can like see your soul. Oh. Sometimes that happens to me too. I feel like it's not voluntary though. Like, that's why I'm like, I feel like like for most people, it's not, but some people practice and they learn how to control it. Oh, same with lucid dreaming can be like, Mm. that's where you can control your dreams while you're in it. And yeah, some, I, I've, I've actually practiced that before and I got to a point where I was getting kind of good at it and it was really fun, but it's, it's been a while. I haven't been leaning into that practice. Well, maybe this month you right? Kiss love. It's the perfect time to, perfect time to do that. Lean into your dreams. Um, you know. And just shine your light and know that in these dark times, your light is shining brighter Mm. than ever. Mm. Yes. Amen, sister. All right. We will see you next week. Bye, guys.